When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, it is showtime. Please welcome the team of the Fulhamish Podcast. It's the Fulhamish Podcast, your independent voice of Fulham FC. My name's Sammy James and welcome to the show. Today it is the chart of this will catch on, the top 15 submissions from the year. I've had a lot of messages all year waiting for this one lots of people have come up to me with the idea and be like sammy you've got to do a chart you've got to put them all together at the end of the season well for all of you three people that did uh, message me during the year this one is for you Uh, we'll also look back at fulham's fixture calendar Uh, it was released yesterday uh, in case you missed it also there is a stack of Fulham players who are going to be leaving this summer so no doubt we'll pay a tribute to a few of those I'm joined by Jack Collins hello hello Sammy hello listeners how you doing good thank you and we thought we needed a musical genius uh, on today's show for this will catch on sadly we couldn't hire one but we have got George Cooper hello <laughs> classic a tale as old as time yeah can we please call the can we name this pod now that's what I call this will catch on 22 23 right so okay I, I thought about this will I not get sued by now that's what I call music for calling it now that's what I call this will catch on because I want to do that too but I also don't have the money for a lawsuit what do legitimately think? do you think do you think that now that's what I call have the capacity to understand what every podcast <laughs> is doing in the world I think you'll be alright mate I'll be honest I fancy, <laughs> I fancy your chances and if they say something you'll be like well I'll just change the name of it sorry my bad now that's what I call music as a dwindling force I imagine they're doing everything in their power to protect their uh if it was the mid noughties and imagine we'd have a problem but <laughs> but sadly it isn't no okay I think it's fine all right, all right. Well, I'm happy to I'm happy to go with the majority, and uh, Jack and Coops can pay the fine uh, if we get sued. But uh, before we get into any of that, um, let's just do a little bit of a Fulham roundup. Um, Jack, the fixtures were out yesterday. Are you team? We play everyone twice. It doesn't matter. Or are you team? Wow, that's a tough start. We could have done without that. Somewhere in the middle, probably. Um, I, I do think that maybe this has become. I think in in, in the kind of modern game, we we stress about loads of stuff, right? That maybe we didn't stress about twenty years ago. This is definitely one of them. Like, obviously, the fact that fixture release day has become a thing, it's very NFL, this, isn't it? And, you know, I've seen things this week saying, oh, the Premier League needs to make more of its fixture schedule, more of its yeah, more of its release day. The NFL make this a huge deal. And look, that's fine. Everyone's got to do what they've got to do. Um, I, I kind of, I think it's a tricky-ish start. Um, although, to be perfectly honest with you, I think Brentford, Luton, Chelsea at home, and then Blades at home is a relatively okay start from from a home perspective the away ties Everton's winnable Arsenal is going to be difficult City obviously and um, but Palace fine as well so yes obviously it's a tricky start in terms of especially with the emotional kick of of the Brentford game I was talking to friends last night and um, both Fulham and, uh, and Brentford and we were all a bit disappointed that the game is so early we know it was the third game last year but yeah. the second one in August mid-August just feels like it loses a little bit of its edge 
Um, not necessarily because it's so early in the season, but just because I think a lot of people are going to be away. Uh, and, you know, that's that's mid-August. It's obviously mid, the middle of the summer holidays for, for people who have children. And I just think it's slightly unfortunate timing for, for the home leg against Brentford. But generally, the only thing that I'm really annoyed about is the fact that we're away on Boxing Day again. Um, and I, I tweeted basically a, a thread of stuff on, the, on on this yesterday, but it's just really frustrating. And, and it's the one thing that really upsets me. It means that Fulham have had two home Boxing Day games in the last decade and five home Boxing Day games in the last 22 years. That's so few. <laughs> and look, yeah. there's different elements of this. And some people will be like, oh, yeah, we well, you know Boxing Day away is one of the best things. And I completely appreciate that. And I completely agree. But... My most of my family are Fulham fans. We spend Christmas and Boxing Day usually together, and it would be great. And last year, you know, the occasional the, the, the occasional keep the old fan and Brentford fan who are, who are at the you know at the house as well will drift off to go to their games in in various years. We never do. It feels like, and 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 I just like one Boxing Day to be able to go down, have a few drinks, and come back to you know the family house with all the family and with all the Fulham lot. It, it would be a nice thing, and I don't think that. We can look at this and think 25% of our fixtures in the last two decades in the Premier League have been at home. That's cool. That's a random generator. No chance. Absolutely no chance. Well, there doesn't seem any rhyme or reason to it either. There's no logistical reason why I can think, oh, Fulham on Boxing Day, they would they would naturally pick up, pick Chelsea over us because our fixtures are so twinned with them because they very much try never to have us um, at home on the same match week. Um, happens almost, almost never. So I can't think of any real reason, but yeah, like first game away, last game away, boxing day away. It does just feel a little bit like we getting the short straw on, on most of these things. I always enjoy being at home on the first day as well, getting a result on the first game of the season. Look, I think Everton is, is kind of winnable, George. I think my look at this, I looked at this fixture list and I was just a bit like Jack. I was just like, okay, whatever. Like you do have to play every team twice in terms of the actual difficulty of the fixture list. I don't think that's a massively uh, thin there, but there was just a lot of fixtures and I actually completely echo Jack's sentiments. So I thought Brentford's second game, I was like, ugh. Can we have that a bit later in the season? It just feels like what happened last season, just over again. Yeah, it's kind of getting it out the way. And that's the one game that you want to kind of look forward to. That was the thing for me is that when I was flicking through the fixture list, there was no, not really many that jumped out at me like, oh yeah, that's that's fallen on a really good date. Apart from Chelsea at home, which is uh, on my birthday, but obviously that doesn't apply to everyone else. <laughs> I think um, I quite like having Arsenal away and City away in quite early in the season just because I mean not because it gets out of the way but I just think at the start of the season there's a lot of games there's a lot of teams still trying to figure out their the lineups embedding new players there's the potential there to you know it's kind of like um, anything can happen kind of vibe so I think having those two quite early uh, is not necessarily a bad thing also Newcastle why do we always have them in like the deep depths of winter the coldest mm. place to go in the in the entire um you know also forest on a midweek again forest does someone not want us to go out in nottingham on a night out on a Saturday? <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. yeah, yeah I, I think newcastle was one for me where i was like oh god can we just get a, like a newcastle in august that would be uh that would, that be, would nice, be bliss yeah. i mean we're, we're we're picking it apart to, to quite an extreme degree um i did think that uh Finishing at Luton Town was uh, was was relatively interesting, and a Quite final fun. game. 
get final game at the cottage being Man City. Um, not not Less the one fun. that I'd uh, yeah love to uh, finish uh, finish the season on. But yeah, any other highlights from the fixture calendar that uh, completely took your eye? I must admit, I thought Arsenal at home over Christmas seemed fun as well. But flicking through it made me realise just like how tough this league is because I was looking for a sort of run right. of fixtures yeah. that are all like okay, that's winnable, that's winnable, that's winnable. Like oh no, um, but yeah, second season. Um, the only the, the time in the season that I think there is a chance of a run, like, and, and I mean, I'm talking a small chance, you is late January into Feb. You've got a run of Everton at the Cottage, Burnley away, and Bournemouth at the Cottage, Villa at the Cottage. I mean, I, I, that is honestly about as close as I could kind of call to some sort of level of games. I mean, Jack, we actually had quite. Um, we had a couple of months last year where actually runs were able to be conjured up. I remember we always talked about October um, for, for a lot of the beginning of the season. But yeah, it just seems like less opportunity. But overall, do you think that like it matters at all? Like whether you're able to conjure up a run and stuff like that? Is, does, is, it, is there such thing as a tough fixture list? Yeah, of course there is. Um, and I think there's something that maybe goes overlooked here when people do say, you know, you play everyone twice is that there's elements of momentum that you can't really quantify. And if you can get into, you know, a streak as Fulham have done in the last season over a couple of games, and it means that you just feel a bit more confident of maybe overturning one of the big guns or, you know, you, you just have that little bit of confidence. You're like, all right, we don't need to win this. It's that, isn't it? We don't need to win this game to to survive. We actually have already banked the points that we needed against the teams around us. And therefore, we are able to go into this game with a little bit more freedom and look, obviously that didn't necessarily work out for Fulham last season in terms of our results against the top six etc but I do think there is an element of, of of getting into a rhythm and a groove that that maybe a fixture list like this which is a little bit more staccato in terms of having teams around you and big teams interspersed just feels a little bit like less likely that Fulham are going to be able to go on a you know a, a momentum run and and I think those kind of things do matter not maybe as much as some people make them out to but I, I do think they definitely have a bearing on a season yeah. And I think first for Fulham, I'm not 100% sure. I think this is the first time that Fulham will have had a mid-season winter break. Um, it's been in the Premier League for a number of years, but then kind of didn't happen because of Winter World Cups and pandemics and stuff. So I believe this is the first time that Fulham will actually have a mid-season break. Uh, that is coming uh, in January. Um, could Two be, weeks off. Uh, yeah, it could be two and a half weeks off if you go out of the cup in the third round. So we'll uh, we'll hope that doesn't happen. Right. Um, also uh, announced this week um, is the list of players that will be departing um, Fulham this summer at the end of their contracts. And um, George, the headline, of course, is Mr. Joe Bryan. May he never buy a pint in Fulham ever again. Um, <laughs> Serge O'Brien, I think you... Yeah, uh, Serge O'Brien. Um, I think it's the right time. I think Joe obviously needs to kick on with his career. He lost his space at left back to Anthony Robinson, who obviously is a, uh, a wonderful young prospect and uh, has, a, has a higher ceiling probably than, than Joe. Um, and we'll always have Wembley and we'll always have that season in general where he was pretty electric at uh, providing assists, uh, particularly for Alexander Mitrovic. Don't be sad it's over, be happy it happened. I mean, <laughs> just the memories that that man has given us, uh, you know, he's full of folklore. Um, that's the only way to describe it really. And I absolutely do not, um, I do think it's the right decision for him and his career, as you said. Um, 
And yeah, that season, as you said, he was really quite quite something. And it'll be very sad to see him go. A popular figure around the club, it seems as well. Um, mm. So it'll be a big hole in the dressing room. Obviously, he's, um, he's not been there since he's been on the loan to um, Nice. But yeah, no, I, I don't really know what else to add. To be honest, I'd be very sad to see Joe Bryan go. But it just it does it does just make sense, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, the other players uh, leaving uh, this month, Shane Duffy, um, who is uh, already signed for, for Norwich, um, Paolo Gazzaniga, who has uh, gone to sign for Girona, Steven Sessegnon, Jack, mm. a player that when he came in, um, it was the season after Ryan Sessegnon was was sold and he had that brilliant game at Huddersfield away and I thought we'd found the next Sess. Um, it just Literally. never... I, yeah, it never quite worked out for him. He actually did quite well, it seems, on loan for Charlton next year. But I guess just one of those at Premier League level, in he, it's probably more Championship League one for for Steven Sessegnon. And that's not a that's not a slight on him. That's a, a no. fantastic place to play your football. It just didn't seem to ever be likely on the cards that he'd break through into this Premier League side. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that we saw a player who kind of vaguely struggled to, to break into the championship sides, to be perfectly honest with you. And, and that's that's where it's at. And, you know, sometimes sometimes it's just not the right fit. Maybe, you know, a side playing a three at the back or we wing backs might suit his kind of versatility in that in that defensive role a little bit more. We've seen him obviously go away with, with England and be, and be brilliant for, for the young Lions. So this isn't, you know, maybe a, necessarily a... a a statement on his ability but actually maybe just the fit isn't quite right um and and I agree I think he needs to be able to be given those minutes and work his way up and work his way through a team to to feel comfortable and it just clearly hasn't quite worked out for him it's real sad because obviously he's been at the club for pretty much all of his life um and and it would you know been such a wonderful story had he followed in his brother's footsteps and and cracked the first team properly and, and really got part of it but it just hasn't quite worked out in the in the same way. That's okay. Sometimes things don't fit naturally quite as well as they they might on a narrative kind of arc. And yeah, we wish him obviously all the best. It, he was there. It was a unused sub, I think, in the in, in the playoff final against Brentford. Um, he had a couple of games that season. There were a couple of good games. There were a couple of less good games. Um, and I, I think that we're looking at a player who just needs to find somewhere to settle and get some real regular minutes at this point in his career. So, yeah, I, I think that it makes sense for all parties at this point. Um, other players leaving, Thornstein, Antonsen, uh, Sonny Hilton, Ziad That's Markesh. a big one. Sonny Hilton's a big one. I yeah. like the fact that, you know, two years ago, he was player of the season in the under-21s. Um, and then he went off to Carlisle joined his old manager from from the England schoolboys I think I think it was and then was unable to kind of crack their team got sent back you know there was so much hype about Sonny Hilton he became he was captain of the you know the PL2 squad he was brilliant you know they they won promotion to the PL2 PL if that makes sense um <laughs> you know he went went on that weird move to to Turku in Finland over the summer yeah. one year. Um, and he was, he was brilliant that season for the, for the under 23s for the, for the two side. So, you know, the fact that what we were looking at here is a player that less than, I don't know, two years ago was the crown jewel of the Academy, just leaving for free in a kind of very unheralded, untrumpeted way. I, I think that's really sad. I'm really sad for Sonny. I really thought that one was going to work. He was such a lovely player, players of 10 player on the, on that right wing. And, you know, Fulham's lack of right wing options 
you know, it, it, it is a slight concern, I think. So I'm a little bit surprised by this one. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I, I echo everything you say there, Jack. I thought he was a wonderful player um, to watch. He was a black belt in Taekwondo, so he had that sort of Zlatan Ibrahimovic-esque sort of balance and poise. Obviously, he just didn't quite cut through. Um, he's also just a fantastic lad. He actually, the academy, when when players uh, join and they're, they're too young to sort of like live in digs, they um, families can sort of like, uh, are associated with the club, can adopt uh, well, not adopt, but like, you know, house them. them. And uh, Sonny actually lived with us for about six months. And I can honestly say he's just an absolutely top, top bloke. Um, so, yeah, really sad to see him go and obviously wish him all the best. I, I mean, there's there's obviously talent there. But, um, yeah, I, I hope he hope he finds a, a club and, and does kick on and um, gets the success that he deserves. I'm hoping that that becomes an attribute on Football Manager as to what belt they have in Taekwondo. As yeah, to, um, yeah. Oh well, I didn't realise you had black belt in Taekwondo. In you come, mate. In you your, come. Poise, your poise goes up to eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> it is um, true though. Like you can just see the, the you know, because there's a lot of like high kicks and stuff in in Taekwondo. You've got to have very good core strength and balance, and it does um it does translate to football. Often players that have uh, these kind of yeah. Anyway, I'm not saying that's why we should have kept him, but it's just uh, it's interesting anyway. Uh, the other players, Ziad Larkesh, who I always thought had um, big potential. He was hotly tipped to be uh, a first teamer, um, is leaving. Jonathan Page, Murphy Parker, son of Scott, uh, is also uh, named departing. after Danny Murphy, son of Scott. Like, he, he, he was he was destined to play in the Fulham midfield and yet and yet off he goes. Uh, and Jean-Pierre Thierry, he is the final one. Uh, they've also confirmed that uh, there's uh, offers out to the following out-of-contract players, uh, a few um, uh, youngsters, and then Willian and Niskins Cabano, most notably. So uh, it seems like it's on the cards uh, that Cabano and Willian will be staying for one more year. One step closer to the Cabano <laughs> Cabano's uh, testimonial game. <laughs> That's all we're after, the Cabano testimonial going to be the greatest day ever in Fulham history. Uh, right, we'll take a break there. Afterwards, we'll get into the chart of This Will Catch On. Fulhamish is brought to you by NordVPN, a way of accessing sports matches, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country which is showing the event. For instance, if you want to follow the Ashes or the Formula One this summer whilst you're on holiday using your existing subscriptions, you can do that just by flicking back your location to the UK. Or if you find a channel overseas that shows the sports matches you want at a much cheaper price, you can flick your location over to there and get around the geo blocks that are in place. NordVPN is roughly the same price as a cup of coffee a month and you can very easily make your money back with the savings you'll find on subscriptions, flights and so many other things. Right now, you can grab an exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash Fulhamish to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus a bonus gift. Best of all, it's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash Fulhamish. Part two of the Fulhamish podcast. It's Sammy here with Jack and George. It is time for the chart of This'll Catch On. Um, if you haven't heard This'll Catch On all season, um, this probably isn't the pod for you, but you never know. You might enjoy it. You're coming in right at the good time. Coming in cold. Um, yeah, so This'll Catch On uh, is a stupid feature that we've been running for about two and a bit years now. It's where uh, Fulham fans send us chants. They send us voice memos of potential chants. Um, we air them to the 
few people that listen to the Fulhamish podcast hope that they might one day be caught on and rate their likeliness of being caught on. Um, we get sent so many. They're fantastic. They make us smile. They make us laugh um, most weeks um, when we play them. So thank you to everyone this season who has sent in a submission for This Will Catch On. It honestly brightens up our weeks. But today we are doing the top 15 that we have got all season. So uh, I consulted a bit with George and a bit with Jack and I obviously gave my own thoughts as well well on the order and we have a top 15 in place there will be some controversial omissions i am expecting to get some messages saying why did this one get played how did this one not end up in the top five i'm sorry in advance if you disagree with the order uh, we're going to go uh, 15 to 6 uh, in this section of the podcast and then final section we'll go 5 to 1 we are starting in 15 with one of our own, Adam Farquharson. Now this one uh, was from the beginning of the season um, for a player who sadly was not on the pitch long enough for anything to catch on. Uh, it was Kevin Mbabu. Um, we'll never forget that cross against Brentford. Uh, still uh, one of the best moments. Um, and Adam did a song um, for Mbabu to the tune of The Lion Sleeps Tonight. And uh, it goes as expected. And as ever with Adam, the production values are high. Sign for Fulham from the Bundesliga. It's Kevin Mbabu. To challenge Kenny as a right back, maybe it's Kevin Mbabu. And he is rapid on FIFA. And he is rapid on FIFA. In the Fulham, the Super Fulham, and Babu sleeps tonight. In the Fulham, the Yo-Yo Fulham, and Babu sleeps tonight. And he is rapid on FIFA. Nice. I forgot about that. That was great. It's a really good one, it. isn't it? Great, really, fun. really good. Great one. production value. Mm, enjoy the kind of Joni Mitchell vibe as well with the guitar. Yeah, it's lovely. Great vibes. It was great um, stuff. Shout out yeah, AF. I, I just think, sadly, it was a good song. Mbabu just didn't play enough, did it? I mean, there was a couple of uh, calls there that didn't age well um, to challenge Kenny for right back, maybe. To be fair, um, he did add maybe. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think that's important, right? Yeah, that never quite came, but Adam, fantastic. Uh, in 14, Justin Reigns um, for Issa Diop. Now, I loved this one at the time. Um, to the tune of It's a Small, Small World. And... Um, it's short, sweet. I think it hits the point, and I think it's very deserving of its place in 14th. It's a diop at the back. It's a diop in attack. 
turns you over, drives it on, proving David Moyes all wrong. <laughs> it's quite in your face, that one, isn't it? I can imagine someone shouting at me outside the game. Yeah, that's, that's what I felt, yeah. Looking you dead in the eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, chewing, or like chewing a tobacco leaf. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff great i feel stuff. like david moises maybe had the last laugh on that one by uh by lifting a european trophy but who knows mm. who knows proving david moises all wrong though to be fair he has been good i'm i'm, I'm pleased i'm willing to yeah. give it the benefit of the doubt 100 and it looks like we might be seeing more of ecd up next year with the rumors of uh of tosin leaving which we didn't address in part one um that'll be saved for our transfer show on monday uh right in 13 uh, this one is for Kenny Tete, and um, I, I think this one was was gloriously overlooked a little bit. Again, from earlier in the season, uh, to the tune of Penny Lane by the Beatles, and um, I, I think it's astonishing. Kenny Tete's taking down another customer. How many tackles will this man today amass? All the wingers that will try to pass... You're ending on your ass. <laughs> Kenny intercepts another through ball just in time. Makes a mug with yet another perfect touch. That'll do nicely, thank you very much. <laughs> this man is clutch. He's also Dutch. <laughs> Kenny Tetsay's in my heart out on the right. Here beneath the shining cottage lights I sit and meanwhile back with Kenny Tete You're my hero, you're my superman You bend steel with your mind and you can fly When Jeff Felix made you clutch your thigh It made me cry Don't ask me why This is great. Kenny Tete in my heart out on the right. Here beneath the shining cottage lights. I can't remember if I uh, gave the person uh, the credit, but that was from Daniel Broadley, uh, Kenny Tete to Penny Lane. It's really good. That is really yeah. good. I think the mark of a good this will catch on is if no line is wasted, if you can get a gag in every line, and that's 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 pretty uh, it's pretty dense that way. I, I actually think that's unfairly low. I I can understand why you put it in there because actually in hindsight, like obviously I forgot about it as well, but I think that is low. That's excellent. Have we got a sleeper hit on our hands? I think we've got a sleeper. I think that's a top 10 hit. Okay. Okay. Well, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, Daniel, uh, your Kenny Tete tunes, Penny Lane, sits in 13, uh, potentially controversially uh, going on uh, Jack's comments there. Uh, we've got another Issa Diop here, in at 12. Um, and this actually was only um, given to us uh, a couple of weeks ago, so it should be fairly fresh in the memory. Uh, Christian Pisani yes, um, for Issa Diop uh, to the tune of Give Me, Give Me Hope, Joanna uh, by Eddie Grant. 
otherwise known as the Yacht, the Yacht Song. song. Um, and it is astonishing. Well, is it the Yacht runs the cottage? He runs in when the other defense falls. He makes a few of his people happy. Oh, he doesn't care who we'll wrestle the ball. He's in a system they call Marco Ball. It keeps attackers near the offside line. But maybe players will break around him. Ream and everybody will see the time. Oh, it's the up. You runner, job, you runner, it's the up, you runner when the sliding comes. Is a the up, you runner, job, you runner, the up when the sliding comes. In at 12 for Christian Vasani. Great stuff. I think that was, I, I, I think that was P. Rutz's song of the year. He loved that. He did <laughs> love that indeed. So shouts out, Chris. Um, puts a smile puts a smile on your face now the next one i feel like is possibly the most controversial placing so far from ben mogridge and it's a song that everyone knows if you're at the cottage because it's sung at the cottage it's possibly the only song really that's that's at least been on this or catch on this year that's actually i'd say caught on so <laughs> of all the entries, we've got one. Yeah, we've we've had one. Gone. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe two. But like it really is like this is this feels low, I agree. So it's it's the Parker said that Metro shite. I'll play it now. Um and I mean we all know it. Parker said that Metro I think it's in 11, Jack, because it feels like a hollow victory for this will catch on because it kind of like half caught on on like trains and stuff like that before Ben Mm. sent it in because Ben had obviously done the hard yards on a couple of away days and then sent it to us. So I remember seeing it with Ben across the road in Sheffield United at the end of last season. So, yeah, I mean, I I can understand where you're going from, but it has it is one of maybe two that have actually caught on. Do you think it should yeah. be high then? I, I, I think so, but we'll have to see, right? Because that's two I've said that should be top 10 and we haven't got into the top 10 yet. So I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to <laughs> offend anyone being like, this shouldn't be in the top 10. But um, I'm going to, I'm probably going to have to because I think that, that, you know, that Kenny Tete song by Daniel needs to be up further. And I think Ben scoring an actual catch on potentially <laughs> gives it some value. So... Let's see. Let's see how we go. Um, okay. But I've got two. I've got two sleepers that I want up the up the chart at the moment. All right. Well, we're moving into the top ten, and this one is from Craven the Hunter uh, for our German keeper Bernd Leno. And um, I I remember we laughed our heads off when this first came in. It's to the tune of Disco Inferno by the Tramps, and it is sensational. <laughs> Not a surprise, Nick <laughs> not a guy. We need a German keeper, one that's a sweeper. Look here, Marco was screaming, he just didn't know. As 
fastest coaches to help him. Then a brainwave started explode. I heard somebody say, Burns, baby, burns. Let's get Berlando burned, baby, burn. Burn, baby, burn. Let's go, Berlando. Nothing can top that first line. Yeah, it's I, I actually put that as number five in my, you know, we, in my top five. I love that. I think that's quality. The the conviction of the performance is the thing that does it for me. I love with all this will catch on. It's just imagining somebody in their kitchen um, recording it on their phone and giving it some beans. And like you've got the two different types. You've got somebody who goes all in like that, or you've got the person who's like quietly recording it, hoping that there so wasn't no one walk in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that is definitely that end of the spectrum. Yeah, Craven but... the Hunter was definitely in the former category there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a I great name. Great name. Very clever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I said at the time that there's lots of Mark Rebelay energy in there. Um, for those yes. of you who've, who've seen the guy doing how to funk in two minutes on YouTube, it's very that kind of energy going around, um, going around that tune. So yeah, shout out to Craven the Hunter. Great stuff. All right. Uh, moving up to number nine. And this one is for another slightly forgotten Fulham player from this season. He certainly had his moments and then uh, an injury kind of curtailed any chance of, of seeing him later on. So it's for Laven Kazawa. Um, the cup specialist. Uh, and this one was sent in by Hugo Brown. Um, to the tune of September by Earth, Wind and Fire, a wedding classic. And uh, I think this deserves its place in the top 10, but we'll see what Jack and George think. Yeah, for my number three. I'm going to about that. Do you remember the day you walked in in September? What a season so far to remember. But let's forget Crawley away. <laughs> Marco was ringing as the hammy and was singing. As you danced on Mosper, remember. As you stole our hearts away in Kazawa Loves an FA Cup goal Kazawa He's bringing the cup home Kazawa He's taking us to Amberley <laughs> Joyous oh, uh, Absolutely uh, joyous Yeah Hugo Brown in uh, nine, honestly, I'm giving it. I'm letting it stay in the in the top ten, just for the yeah for my number three right at the start, <laughs> which I think is one of the best things ever. <laughs> With the added reverb as well, unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, well done, so Hugo. Good. All right, there's not been too many uh, protestations yet from from you guys, which uh, I'm, I'm quite happy about. Um, the next one um, is for Mana Solomon. Um, there were lots of Man of Solomon ones this season, but this is the only one to make the final charts of the year. And this is from Sam Witcher, a prolific This Will Catch On um, sender to the tune of More Than A Woman by the Bee Gees. And Sam, you have made it in to number eight. Didn't know you very well Saw you training every day We've never seen you play before 
But now you take our breath away Suddenly you're in our life Part of everything we do Marco's working day and night Just trying to keep a hold of you Here by the Thames you found a paradise A chance for happiness And if we lose you now you know we'll all cry Say you'll always play for us and we can make it shine We can take forever, 90 minutes at a time Vibes. Can you score for me? He loves Fulham FC. <laughs> In eight. I, I think that's amazing. He can hold a tune, old Sam, as well, can't he? Yeah, that was good. Fair, fair play, fair play to the lad. There was just on this point, there was another Man of Solomon chant, which I loved. I can't remember who sent it in, but it was to uh, Elton John's Rocket Man. And the, and the line was, and I think I'm going to wait till I did time uh, so for Man of Solomon to break the line. There was there was no finer to have cut inside. Oh, no, 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 Man of Solomon. <laughs> Solomon uh, tearing out the wing out there alone or something. But I thought it, it worked really well. So that's another one I just want to uh, to highlight because I think that narrowly missed out. Is that a controversial choice that you didn't make the uh, the final cut of the uh, of the fifteen? Well, look, uh, Sam is in at eight. Um, that was uh, definitely one that George uh, rated quite highly on the uh, on the scoring. So that's what made it enter the top ten. Uh, this is one that uh, Jack has definitely championed in his um, uh, list um, that uh, he sent me uh, for Niskins Cabano. Been offered a new contract. We're waiting on the testimonial, as we mentioned in part one. And it was one of two songs that we got sent in to the tune of Dancing on My Own by Robin. The other one was <laughs> for really Tosin. Song. <laughs> the other one was for Tosin Adrabio. Um, but we thought that the Neeskins one just hit a little bit better. Uh, and this one was sent in by Liam White, and it's number seven. Yeah, I know it's stupid Just gotta see it for myself He's in the corner, season defenders Whoa. <laughs> He's right over here, why can't you stop him? Whoa. Takes it down and style That's the best line of the lot. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I love he's done like a sort of like doesn't matter Robin is a quintessential like electronic dance track, pop dance, and he's gone down this like Americana vibe. It's amazing. It's and also just so good. There's massive, massive, massive chant potential for that song. And you know, as just demonstrated, but it's so I, good. I, like it's it such excellent. a good version. It's such a good version of it. And also, like that line, <laughs> he takes it down in style from Adrabio's diagonal. It's <laughs> just one of, <laughs> one of the feats of songwriting genius that we've had on this show. Full stop. Shouts out, Liam. That was unreal. Yeah. I, I wanted to. I wanted to make sure that was in there. I, I, that was one of my favorite things we've had this year. I loved it. <laughs> 
sort of like Kendrick-esque words. words <laughs> it's ludicrous <laughs> to get that you in are, there. You are right, George, though, that that song, like whether it's the Nisi Scabano version, but Dancing On My Own has the feeling of, you know, like Rhythm Is A Dancer is the one that like is very common at the moment. I feel like Dancing On My Own is going to have its moment where everyone suddenly adopts it for, for a player. Jack, are there any other clubs that, that have that as a, as a I, blueprint? Not that I know of. I, we I need mean, to be the club that claims it. It feels right, doesn't it? It feels right. That we should I mean, have these that. skins, new contract. We've still got time. Yeah, exactly. Still. Let's get that one going next year. It's so good. I just want to hear the, the Hammersmith then trying to sing Adrobio's Diagonal in one, yeah, in no one word. <laughs> not, not a prayer. Not a prayer. Uh, right, this is the final one for this section. Um, it's the uh, last one to not quite make our top five. And um, this was a very popular one at the time. I love this one. Uh, it's from Jack Berenzi um, for Zhao Polinia. Um, there were lots of Zhao Polinia chants um, this year. There are two inside the top six. Um, this one was at six and it's to Angels by Robbie Williams. <laughs> this and, <was> great. <laughs> and Jack really gave it his all. I sit and wait. <laughs> For those midfielders to invade my space and Do they know that they will never go near Reman Cause I have been told by silver to let my wings unfold And though I mustn't get a red Thoughts running through my head Despite what the gaffer said I'm slide tackling instead And through it all I'm offering protection For my back forward whether I'm right or wrong Chasing down the ball Wherever it may take me There's no one there will break me When VAR is called The ref won't forsake me I'm Japolinia, you're dead <laughs> say that in my list I put this as second but 
it didn't have quite the uh, the universal approval of uh, of Jack and George, so it, it ended up in fifth via the method. Uh, no, I, it's great, and I I enjoy it. Loads. Enjoyed it ended up in sixth, Sammy. Um, what, what did I say? Ended been, up. He said fifth, he said fifth. Oh, sorry, uh, I ended up in sixth. There's some there's some fun bits. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of these. Like someone's given them a one. I think you have. I think me and George both gave songs a one that no one else scored. <laughs> so <laughs> the music system's been a bit all over the place. Um, but I mean, it, it's brilliant. It, it doesn't take away from how excellent it is, Jack. So fair play. No, no, very well done, Jack. I remember when the email came through with this one and Sam was like, oh, we've got the best this one catch on. It was the line, I'm Jal Polina, you're dead. You thought it was like the the best thing that anyone has ever written. Ever. It was like, so the, good. The look it on your so, face was, like, it was so is, good. It was so happy. I remember <laughs> it was a really like good time, like, because it was, it was the, it was released the week before the Man United game. And I remember being so excited that week for, for that match in particular. And then that song came out. I was like, oh, this is quality. And then it all came crashing back down to earth the, uh, the following week. So uh, it reminds me of good times before we knew what happened, maybe. Right, we'll take a break there. Afterwards, we'll get into the top five. Part three of the Fulhamish podcast. It's Sammy here with Jack and George. This is This Will Catch On, the chart of 22-23, or that's what I call This Will Catch On uh, for its alternative title. We are into the hotly contested top five This Will Catch On entries of the year. This is a pretty special place to be. Um, So we'll see what makes the top five. In five... Uh, this was one that we all agreed actually should be in the top five. So yeah, it was a unanimous decision uh, for Full Ernstum. Um, and this song was for Bobby Decker Dover Reed. Uh, debuted at the live show, uh, you might remember. Uh, went very, down very, very well uh, with the crowd to a very niche song. Bob Dylan's It's All Over Now, <laughs> Baby Blue. This was so good. I love this so much. But it works amazingly. the score against us but forgiven it's in the past now you found your true home with us by the river at long last your name isn't easy to pronounce and it's long Forgive us for taking three seasons to sing you this song. You always give it all your fuller through and through. Bobby Dickadovery, we love you. Exceptional. George, you rated this particularly highly. How come? Um, I just, it just sent me. I just loved how he picked this sort of like Bob Dylan B side to do a uh, this will catch on with. I thought it was. I mean, some people would argue it's not a B side, but yeah, and it was a fairly obscure compared to the rest of the. But it was just a smash hit. It went it went down an absolute storm on the night, and uh, lots of good memories associated with that. So uh, yeah, it really brought a smile to my face. I remember laughing my head off at the time. Um, also, there was another amazing Bobby Decker's overread chant that night to Yellow Submarine. 
Yes. Um, it's like he's in attack. He drives the bus. He makes the tea. Um, something else. He referees. Uh, yes. We all love Bobby Deckard over That also went down really well. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, yeah, incredible. It was just some really, really smart wordplay in there. I enjoyed it a lot. Very yeah. much so. Um, you know, just just to say the the bit about "Forgive Us" was taking three years to write you a song is is just <laughs> sensational. So, yeah, I, I thought that was great, and uh, I'm glad it, I'm glad it's made its way in there. It was a little bit more demure than maybe some of the other charts in this top five, but I had a great time. Demure is a great word. Um, I remember. I think Phil Ernston was annoyed that his one of his suggestions last season didn't make our top five that we uh, that we did this time last year. We've we extended it to a top fifteen this year. That's how uh, many more of this will catch on. We've done. Um, so Phil Ernston, I hope you're happy uh, to be inside the top five. Number four um, is for Andreas Pereira. Uh, a man that definitely needs more songs um, and more affection uh, for some of his brilliant performances this season. This one is by Rishav Verma uh, to the tune of SOS by ABBA. And I think it's a worthy recipient of being in the top five. He's a Brazilian, bought him for 10 million and Chained him, Marco Silva saved him, Andreas. When he's on, always runs a fucking marathon. When he's on, plays the pass to Manor Solomon. Come on, you boys! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I absolutely love that one. I think I put that as my number one, didn't I? Yeah, I, I, it can't be number one for um, <laughs> purely for the flipping sound quality. Yeah, he's um, peaking a lot there. That's um, audio files. That it needs a big re-record. It needs a re-edit. But it, it, I mean, the 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 framework of the song, Jack, is uh, is astonishing. Yeah, sensational. Really beautifully written. Uh, enjoyed it loads. And there is no song for Andreas, and I think that means you get double points. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I I loved it. Uh, if the sound quality was up there, I think it would be I think it would be higher up this chart because it's one of one of the best songs and one of the most genuine catch-onable songs yes. that have been uh, sent into us this year. So I genuinely at the time thought that could go. It didn't, but I think that could go. I still think it might. So yeah, well, what I a think, track. I think, I think it's, we've got it, needs, it needs it needs a it needs it needs a re-record. Let's get a re-record going of that at some point. Yeah, um, we can look, but look, we're, we're not here to judge people's technical qualities. We're here to judge songs and like, you know, like a good demo tape. It's not about, it's not about the production values. It's about the talent underneath. And that's what we've, that's what we've uh, spotted. We need to get um, in the studio it, this summer and re-record some of these. Get yeah, them into an book, album. Let's book Abbey Road for Rishav. Yeah. Um, nice one on making the top four. Into the top three. And we're going for a regular on this will catch on. Well, basically, it's the same song, but this is the V2. Ishan Mahabir for Tim Ream. It's like when it's like when Band Aid got back into the charts twenty years later. Yeah, <laughs> this it's... this this is the this was my number one. The king of this will catch on strikes again, and I said the first time round that I wanted there to be the call. I wanted it to go. Ishan answered in fine style. Yeah, uh, to the tune of "We Dreamed a Dream" by Les Mis by Ishan. We dream of Remo, what a guy He's gonna bring us all the glory We dream of Remo and we don't mind 
are still going strong You are the pride of Fulham fandom We know Fulham's where you belong So I guess we'll overlook the man bun We beat the Blues that Wednesday night So they spent 300 million and they came back and were still shy <laughs> Or maybe we just had Tim Reed. Get the red flag out We'll admit that we were scared Scott Parker made us all so brittle We really do, we love your head Anderson's wasn't even that good <laughs> Well, look who's laughing now It's never over till it's over You start each game and make us proud You'll never be Pep Guardiola We had a dream, Tim Under Marco Silva Now he don't concede And maybe we'll win the Premier League Well done, Ishan. My king. My king. So good. Your biggest fan. <laughs> Got goosebumps, lads. The piano on the second on V2. Ah, oh, just unreal. Just unreal. Special. My really number one. Is so special. So, number so one. special. Ishan, thank you again. And it just sums up the, uh, the, the, the journey, the narrative, the story of Tim Ream in song, basically. Um, I like that Ishan doesn't make, right, right, hasn't done any other this will catch ons either. He's just one hit wonder, but it's <laughs> what, a, but what a hit. But it's the hit. It's the this will catch on. It was the making of Susan Boyle's career and also Ishan Mahabir's. So uh, yes. it's fine, fine vessel, um, Ishan. Right, number two. Um, I think this one is world class, as the name goes. Um, Andrew Johnston for Zhao Polina to the tune of My Eyes Adore You by Frank oh, Valley. This is great too. This is unbelievable and is in number two for This Will Catch On. It's such a good song, like such a that clever song to use. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. 
I think it's oh. beautifully sung. It's it's just brilliant, isn't it? Really, really good. The best of the Joao Polina songs, and that's saying something because there was about eight in this original list of about thirty. Yeah, <laughs> I I I love it, and I just I I think Andrew Johnston's our new Sam Fender. I think he can be the man that uh, that sums up the the town, the spirit. <laughs> I still think he's I think he's got the potential in there. Um, what's that lad that um, sings the Liverpool songs? We talked about this at the time. Uh, boss Jamie songs. Webster. Jamie Webster. I still think Andrew's our Jamie Webster. Um, just for the, the combo of uh, kind of voice and indie voice and guitar playing. So yeah, a, a worthy entrant into number two. The number one, it's time. You all know what it's going to be. John Hall, Tom Kearney, and the moment that this will catch on absolutely exploded. It was us three actually on the episode um, when 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 we played this, I think in January. Um, and it's actually, I think, our most listened to podcast of the year. Like the actual people searched out the podcast in order to listen to this. It, it really, it transcended Fulham. People contacted me about this that, weren't even Fulham fans. People found out about this because it got shared so far and wide on Twitter. Obviously, Tom shared it himself. The only sad thing about this song, Jack, is that it's never, it's ne- not still properly caught on yet. It's almost like we all want it to, but the song just hasn't really come out, has it? I mean, it's difficult to write a song for someone who's already got a song, right? Those are the, these are the yeah. these are the breaks. Them's the breaks, as they say. Um, so yeah, I, I can see. Can, can understand you know we, when when tc does something good then it, people naturally grinds to his, his original tune so that's why it's, it's a little bit tricky i think but look, that doesn't take away from the fact that this was wonderful yeah they're going to be making radio 4 documentary music documentaries about this in 10 years time everyone remembers where they were the first time they heard ormond droids you to me are everything let's let's hear it <laughs> dummy. yeah let's go for it a valid number one we'll uh we'll play it in full Flashbacks are ready to the live show when we made everyone sing this. Mm, I would fetch a chicken balti pie for you. Fight with Billy Badger if you ask me to. I'd do anything for you, your wish is my command. I would move a mountain for the Nottingham sedan. Words cannot express how much you mean to me. There must be some other way to make you see You only cost three million pounds, completely underpriced We'd never won at Wembley, so you went and did it twice Oh, you to me are everything, the sweetest song that I can sing Tom Kenny, Tom Kenny You were there when we were shite, but now we're fucking dynamite Tom Kenny Tom Kenny When we need to slow things down Then Marco brings you on That day you lift the FA Cup Can't be a day too long So now we're looking really great Let's get our passports up to date Tom Kenny Mm, 
floor on the bench and never seem to start Every single game we know you'll play your part If it takes forever Tom then I'm prepared to wait That day you made John Terry cry was really fucking great Oh you to me are everything The sweetest song that I can sing Tom Kenny Tom Kenny You were there when we were shite But now we're fucking dynamite Tom Kenny Tom Kenny When we go a goal ahead And Marco brings you on He knows you've got the silky skills To keep us holding on So now you've got the best of me Come on, let's win the Conference League Tom Kenny Everything, the sweetest song that I can sing Tom Kenny, Tom Kenny You were there when we were shite But now we're fucking dynamite Tom Kenny, Tom Kenny I've never felt my spirits higher Than when you made JT retire Tom Kenny, Tom Kenny You were there when we were shy, but now we're fucking dynamite. Tom Kenny, Tom Kenny. You to me are everything, the sweetest song that I can sing. Tom Kenny, Tom Kenny. You were there when we were shy, but now we're fucking dynamite. Tom Kenny, Tom Kenny. John Hall, you to me are everything, Tom Kearney, originally by The Real Thing. You're number one on the chart of This Will Catch On 22-23. Sensational. Um, George, Jack, uh, are you in agreement with our eventual winner? I think I think it was the hit of the year. It, it, sometimes it's you, you just have to bow um, and, and, and understand that the will of the people is the will of the people. And I think that the will of the people was that that song was top of the chart this year. It was it was sensational. It caused such a stir. You know, you got to give credit where it's due. It was a smash hit. It was a smash hit. What, what more can you say? Like George uh, and I are both quite like, we're like, oh, we like the little sleeper hits. So I think that this is, that's potentially part of it. But sometimes you just got to go and be like, that was top of the charts for a reason, right? That was, <laughs> that was number one in the charts for 14 weeks for a reason. Because it's a really, really bloody good song. Um, and therefore, I, I think it would be, it would be wrong to give it to anything else after what John did there. It's the Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you if this will catch on just uh, in the charts forever, um, basically. Um, I thought we'd finish off um, with a nod on the vein of number one, because not only was it such a big song, You To Me Or Everything, or Tom Kearney, rarely do you get a remix of a this will catch on song, but we did from our friend Marisa, and I think it would be not right uh, uh, given how many remixes Maurice sends us for her not to make uh, the episode. So I, I still think this was probably one of the moments of the season when, when we got sent this as a remix of John's song. You only cost a million pounds We know we saw you went and did it twice. Oh, you to me are everything. The sweetest song that I can sing, Tom Kelly. Tom Kelly, you were there when we were shy.
I just really enjoyed that she also made it PG. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, we'll play this one on the radio between the hours of nine and nine, and then John's version comes on at 9.01, and everyone's like, yes, swearing. <laughs> Shouts out, Marisa, always. Oh, but that'll do for the This Will Catch On, Charter 22-23. Jack, your final thoughts on uh, on the season of songs. It's been a hell of a year, right? We've had we've had a hell of a musical journey, an odyssey, some would say. Um, it's been incredible. I'm really looking forward to hearing next seasons, to seeing who Fulham sign in the summer so we can start working on songs. Um, I have been a bit worried, and some of you will see me tweet the other day, that, that Alexis McAllister song written by <laughs> written by ChatGPT and then performed by AI up there straight away with the best things we've heard this year, which is, which is a worry. I would like to say that please don't write your songs like ChatGPT. It really does ruin the vibe a little bit but here we are <laughs> uh george thank you for coming on the uh the charter 22 23 lending your musical ear to uh to the top 15 oh it's absolutely my pleasure what a uh what a ride it's been and to think sammy that you were contemplating uh resting this will catch on as a feature at the start of this year um you know we would have never had such hits as i know <laughs> yeah i didn't think we'd do well enough to for it to be funny and that might be the case next year if we're rock bottom after six and uh, it doesn't feel very fun uh to play uh this will catch on songs but no just, it's um it, it's a nice happen? light relief isn't it no matter what happens now i think we can uh, i think we can definitely say that it'll uh, it'll continue in some vein for for eternity mm, yeah the longer may it continue all right um exciting news on monday um we're going to be releasing the first of a new weekly transfer podcast um dean jones and joe sansom are going to be uh, joining me for for this one um we're going to be discussing all the rumors uh everything that might be happening uh with the incomings and outgoings of everything fulham uh jack kelly is going to be joining us regularly as well after the first episode and we've also got another new show next week um called fulham folklore um, which was apt because it got mentioned earlier. And this is going to be a bit of a special thing that we do every now and again, looking at kind of iconic Fulham moments, both good, but also bad or kind of in between. Just oh, weird. Just weird. Cra- <laughs> crazy Fulham times and people and moments and stuff. And that's what this podcast is going to celebrate. We're going to be releasing them every now and again. We're going to be releasing the first one on Thursday. Um, so plenty to look forward to on the podcast feed, which should hopefully keep you going, uh, whether you're at work, whether you're finishing off school or whether you're on holidays, uh, looking for something to listen to. Fulhamish is going to be keeping going twice a week. Uh, Jack, thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Sammy. A real pleasure to be on today. I'll see you very soon. George, thank you very much. Thank you. And we will be back with the transfer show uh, on Monday afternoon. Until then, have a lovely weekend. Come on, you whites. You whites.